Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 223. This week, we have a revisit of the crossover voting, a sheriff with a spending problem, losers suing, love children never meant to be, and Tuesday's runoffs. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner's endeavor, writer, journalist, owner of GeorgiaVirtue.com, and most importantly, dog mom, Jessica Salaji. Hey, Dave. How are you? Well, I'm happy to report that Eric and I and most of the people, well, all the people we like, which is not that many people around here, survived the earthquake on Saturday morning. Did you even notice it? No. Everyone's on Facebook saying that they like the house was shaking and I mean, I've always been like if I, I'm, I'm very few things wake me up, but um, yeah, they're like the the house was shaking. Some guy was like, I went outside and the pool water was moving. Okay, well, something's wrong with your pool because it didn't last that long. It was 4 a.m. You felt the earth move under your feet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Californians, I'm sure, are laughing their heads off. Um, I but was in the 1989 earthquake. Were you? Why my mom wanted to move, I don't recall it, but it's one of the reasons my mom wanted to leave California. So yeah, that's when Candlestick uh, broke, right? Yeah, Took a, she- a big crack right in the middle of uh, uh, Candlestick Park. Yeah, we were. She was outside in the um, yard with me and the dogs, watching the waves. Like the roads turned to waves in the right before her eyes. Like not the pool trembling a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember that. I think it was during the World Series, wasn't it? I don't know. I th- I'm going off a of recollection, and I. I know you were you were but a babe. Yes, I was little. Yeah, I was. Uh, I guess I was twelve, twelve or thirteen when it hit. But it's. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, we we hear about it every so often in North Georgia that they'll they'll be like a, a one point two or something like that, and people say, "Oh, I felt it," or "My coffee, my coffee moved around in my mug." I I have yet to feel one. Yeah, I mean. And I guess some people are very light sleepers and stuff, but some of the, I guess there's like accounts that that you can report to the U.S. Geological Survey, which I'm not sure about the accuracy of that, but um, that is very on brand for our federal government to report those as (laughs) true without verifying them. But people were talking about like their bed shaking in their wall. Like if you were in Stillmore where it happened... I can understand because that's ground zero. But like 20, 30 miles away, are you telling me that a 3.9 magnitude earthquake like rocked your world? Yeah, no. No, I would have slept right through it. Yeah. As I do most things. Yeah, I I would have noticed it. Now, this week has been just absolute crap up here. Uh, weather. Oh, crappy weather, hot, triple digits. Uh, storm knocked out, knocked out 
uh, our power uh, at uh, 11, I think it was 11.15, Wednesday, uh, Thursday night. And didn't come back on until uh, until four thirty the following afternoon. And it, it, and look, linemen work their butts off, and and glad to have them. But I kept thinking because I saw I saw kept seeing the numbers. You know, you can track the outages. Keep seeing the numbers get smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. So I didn't get the generator out. So now we have no food in the fridge, and my truck air conditioner's out. Oh no! Like your work truck or your personal truck. Well, they're one and the same right now, but yeah, I've got a 2019 Ram that I bought new with 46,000 miles on it that AC is not working. I would be mad. Yeah, I, I'm not happy. And it's black. So getting, you know, whenever I get in it in the afternoon, I mean, it's 140 degrees in the damn thing, but it's time. I don't have time to be to go get it into a... a into the dealership. The dealerships, they want like four days to diagnose it. Mm-hmm. Who the hell it's, has that kind of time? Nobody. And they're like, you're like, oh, can I have a car then? And they're like, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, do you want me to wait here for four days? Because this is my means of transportation. Yeah, what I'll, what I'll have to do is take, because, uh, you know, in my toolbox in the, in the truck, it's, I, I carry refrigerant that I need and some some basic parts and and obviously my tools. Uh, I've I've got to get the van. The van's supposed to be going. In, that's that's the lettered up um, uh, actual that's service I, van. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking of. that needs to go into the shop. It it didn't roll in 2020 at all, and so I'm not uh, not going to go. It, it it needs it needs some love before before it gets back on the road because I haven't had anybody uh, driving it. <clears throat> And before my knee surgery, the truck was a lot more comfortable because the way you sit in a van, you have to bend your knee. So it it just it's just hot. I just have to, have to get a rental car and carry tools around in the trunk. I guess that looks super professional pulling up in a in a, in a like a you know Prius. That'd be a very woke way to it would be go approach everything. Yeah, I don't know that it would uh, uh, impress anybody out here. I can't even see my six. I mean, I'm six one. I can't even see myself crammed into into a uh, into a Prius. Yeah, I've never been in one. I don't think so. I can't. I don't think that I. I don't know. I can't imagine they're terribly spacious. No, no, and they're. I think they're disproportionately expensive to the quality of the build. But you know, it's a rental car. I'm not buying it. True. So we have. Uh, crossover voting from the May primaries. Well, I saw this uh, like brief little article, so I just wanted to quote circle back to it because we did talk about um, right after the primary election about how many people had crossed over into the Republican primary or um, and the allegations of you know the the doing so to um impact the outcome of the election and there was an analysis an analysis that came out this um week and was included in a column that i read by mark hyden who was a guest on the show at one point but um he is the director of governmental affairs for r street institute and he was just talking about how there's been a lot of 
sore losers. Like that's kind of the trend after elections now, which is very true, regardless of what your party affiliation is, um, that we just have this sore loser approach and blame everything other than I wasn't the right candidate or it wasn't the right time. Um, so, and he linked to this analysis that said 70% of the crossover votes who cast early ballots in the Republican primary had participated in both Democratic and Republican primaries over the last decade. Um, meaning that, you know, at some point or another, like, they the analysis didn't go into when and what percentage of when. But I thought it was interesting because, you know, I think that's an important note that it wasn't just Democrats crossing over and it wasn't just Republicans crossing over. And he said, or, you know, crossing over to the Democrat to try to influence some something somewhere else. And his quote in his article was that um, the data suggests that the vast majority of crossover votes weren't scheming Democratic operatives, but instead highly sought after swing voters. And I just, I, that makes me happy because... I mean, I want more people to be moderate. I want more people to not moderate in the sense of like, I don't know. I don't like the word swing vote because that makes it feel like you blow in the wind. I I like the idea of somebody voting on the issue and the election that is before them. Yeah. <clears throat> and we we have as many people as, as crossed over as different reasons why. Uh, for some people, it's going to be a, a local election that they typically vote Democrat, but there's a Republican running for, you know, county commissioner or something like that that really they really like and wanted to cross over and vote for them. And, and the fact that there was nothing really on the on the Democrat ticket that was a shock. It's not like Abrams was in a, a tight nail biter of a race. No, and I mean, really, the argument, the only argument you could make that they you know, had if if that were true, and I just don't or that that Democrats had just like come in droves to influence the election. The only race, really, you could make that argument would be um, Secretary of State with Raffensperger and Heiss. You know, and because you're telling me that Republicans just or Democrats just lined up to vote for Kemp because they think that. He's going to lose to Stacey Abrams. I mean, first of all, he beat her before. And second, he's pulling above her right now. So I, I don't think that that's the case. Well, it it, it could be a uh, uh, just a anti-Trump. Because all these signs out there say, not not, not anymore. We got a couple of runoffs going. But uh, you know, Trump endorsed, Trump endorsed, Trump endorsed. Well, you know, that doesn't help in a state that, you know, presumably uh, Trump lost. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, it was close enough to allow to allow fraud to, to take it away. Um, so I, I, I think these races really demonstrated that the president does not have very wide coattails. And the same is true of, of Biden, for sure. I don't think Biden has has any coattails at all. I mean. If if I were running on the Democrat ticket, I sure as hell would not have Biden uh, give me an endorsement. Well, and I mean, Biden just lacks any type of oomph to make you want to like get out and vote anyway. You know, I mean, there's there's nothing there. 
literally nothing there. Well, yeah, he he won because it was 2020. I mean, so so many things happened that uh, we, we certainly know better now, I hope. But he was able to campaign from his basement, uh, mailing out ballots, uh, ballot harvesting, all the stuff that we're, we're trying to curb now. But, um, yeah, but, you know, I just don't think Trump has the coattails that he thinks he does. Herschel yeah. didn't didn't uh, get into win the primary because he was endorsed by Trump. He he yep. won because he's Herschel Dan Walker. Right. So the I, I don't I don't see the 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 former president's endorsements going anywhere. I actually don't see him winning in twenty twenty four. I think he'd be I think he'd lose in the primary. I uh, he's going to be really he'd be yeah. I think Who would it, beat him? Uh, DeSantis. He is on Fox News several times a week. Uh, he's he's out front. He's leading. Uh, he it's it's not that it's not you know anything against Trump, but he's he's no longer relevant. Because well, he, 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 he can't he can't lead in his, his current position. I mean, he can he can be the leader of the party. He can you know he can say stuff. He he can even say stuff on Twitter right now. So his you know the the he has been effectively silenced. I mean, he has some surrogates out there. He's got Laura out there and and uh, Don Jr. and he's got some surrogates out there. But he's I, I just I, I don't I don't see it. It's, it'd be very very tough to. Put your put your vehicle in neutral and then gear it back up for uh, for another na- nationwide uh, uh, presidential campaign. Yeah, but then again, I never thought he was gonna who's gonna win either. Yeah, and it's not. I'm not, and I'm not rebuking his his uh, his policies. I mean, I certainly my my uh, uh, investment accounts looked a lot better three years ago. My gas tank was a lot cheaper to fill up three years ago. So we have a story over at the Georgia Virtue. Burke County Sheriff has no receipts for $40,000 in credit card charges. Yeah, this one was a doozy. So last, well, two weeks ago now, there was an article that appeared in the local newspaper in Burke County, which is between Augusta and Statesboro, if you know, if those are probably like the main cities that people would know. Um, but it's just south of Augusta where Plant Vogel, if you've heard about all the um, projects at Plant Vogel, his deputies patrol that area. Um, he's from that area. Alfonso Williams is his name. He's been police chief in a city there. He's very popular, very well liked amongst community I'm a fan of his, like from a, I think he has a great perspective on law enforcement. Um, he spoke out about the Garrett Rolf, um, Rayshard Brooks shooting and talked about why it was justified. And, and he's a black sheriff in a rural county, um, with a different take on law enforcement. And so, and he also came in very underfunded and like immediately asked for better salaries for his guys did fundraisers to buy things for like bulletproof vests that they, cause they didn't have any and certain equipment that was in 2016. 
Um, so I've been super impressed with him. Well, this article came out in the local newspaper where they he's now suing the county commissioners over funding, and he wants to be 100% in control of his own funding. And so um, there's a lawsuit that's ongoing between he and the county commissioners. It's very contentious. It's been contentious for a while now. Um, and so the local newspaper reported on it and said that he was hiding money from the commissioners. Um, so he called a press conference the following day and just he led with this article in the true citizen is bullshit and um kind of went from there and just basically like obliterated the article saying there was more to the story that it was wrong that it was reckless all this stuff and so i got tagged in it and i'm like well burke county's like not really adjacent to where i am but it's adjacent to the county that is adjacent to me. So it's not that far. And I'm like, no, I don't need to get involved. And then of course I'm like, well, I really want to know like, what's the rest of the story. So I file an open records request asking for these financial statements and everything. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, this is, this might be like a good opportunity to vindicate him from what he's saying like he's talking because he's had a lot of money so plant vogel has donated um $375,000 to him in the last eight months to help fund his sheriff's office and um so I wanted to know what that money was being spent on well then I found out that $40,000 of it of that money that he spent of the 375 he spent like 105,000. 40,000 of the 105 went to credit card bills. So naturally I'm like, "Hey, I would like to see the receipts to these credit card bills because $40,000 is a lot of money, but at the same time I understand that, you know, like I live in rural Georgia too where I don't always have access to things. Um got to buy stuff online, have it shipped to me, whatever. Like I'm still optimistic here. And his financial advisor emails me back copying the sheriff and lets me know that they don't have any receipts, that the process is for the sheriff to print out the bill, like print out the portal, not the bill, just the the portal, like what you, you log into the credit card payment site and see. Um, he signs his name and dates it, and then they write a check. Like that is the, when he signs his name, he's acknowledging, yes, this is the credit card amount due and yes this is how much I spent and that's it um which is a totally you want to talk about reckless and bull that's a reckless and bull process for maintaining government records um because that you're not even I guess in one way he's not putting his financial advisor in a position to lie and say that these are legitimate government expenses but um there's no check like it's only the sheriff's word and based on the portal that like they also told me that they don't have credit card statements, which they said they never received one. And I'm like, OK, well, you can log into any legitimate banking institution online like they have if they're not sending you one in the mail, they have to make one available. Like, hello, does anybody remember Dodd-Frank? Like, hello, like all this disclosure stuff. So I can see like generalized things like if he spent some money with delta i just don't know where he went and i can see hotel charges well as it turns out um you know he spent sixteen 
$1,700 on hotel fees, $2,400 on airfare, $3,300 on food while out of town, $1,200 on rental cars, um, and $10,500 on office events, $2,700 at Walmart, and he has zero receipts for any of it. So, you know, between what I came up with when I put all the numbers together from what I could see, and then when they told me that they had no receipts, that totally changed the trajectory of my story. Like, I really wasn't even going to focus on the credit card, but when you come back and say that... um, Well, I've had uh, company cards... Uh, when, when I was when I was working uh, in in corporate America, uh, government cards. When when I was when I was in the army, you don't you don't get to just spend and say okay, write him a check. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's travel, there should be a corresponding uh, reason for for going. Like the the amounts aren't necessarily out of line. I don't I don't, but I don't know what a uh, sheriff from Burke uh, County is yeah. tra- is traveling around doing. I understand if there if there's one where there's a you know sheriff's conference and absolutely, and he goes to Topeka and rents a car. No, what? no, no. A sheriff. I mean, we're talking about sheriff conferences in Savannah and Atlanta, I think, and Macon and places like that where all of our sheriffs go. I think that is reasonable. I I went, I tried to cross-reference with those types of things. And there were some things that I was able to rule out simply because, I mean, I, I didn't really question the ones in Atlanta and Savannah because I thought that by default that would be for some legitimate purpose. You know, he's also on that committee that oversees, um, well, that decided whether or not, um, what's his name, Victor Hill from Clayton County would be removed from office while his indictment was pending. He was on, so I mean, like, he travels around the state. Miami, Boston, Little Rock, Mississippi, I mean, and so then I went to his personal Facebook page, and he has so many posts public because um, I think he likes being in the public eye. And, um, you know, when he paid for parking at the Miami airport and bought dinners and stuff like that, when he's going out of town, like the next he's posting on Facebook the same day that he's off to Belize to see a friend. Um, why else were you at the Miami airport? You know? It's just not a good look. And then the fact that you have no receipts, like, sure, some of this could be explained with receipts. And I think that that is totally reasonable. But um, obviously, most of it can't, because if it could, you'd have the damn receipts. Well, how how many uh, vests could you get with $40,000? Yeah. How many repairs could be made to the, to the county uh, jail? Well, and... His thing, his argument and what he said in the press conference before I even wrote the article, the, the press conference that kind of prompted this was, um, it's not government money. It came from a private source and um, that's that. And I'm like, and he also said, you know, our partners talking about Plant Vogel, they they never have questioned how we've spent our money and our discretion. And, and I'm sure that's true. I'm not, I don't think he's a liar, but- 
my question would be is, did they know? Did did you did you tell them? Because this only has they they gave them three hundred seventy five thousand dollars like in August, September, October of twenty twenty one, one hundred twenty five thousand dollars each time. So I can't imagine that Plant Vogel is going to ask a sheriff to provide a monthly report just because I'm. First of all, it takes a little time to get things going. And second, I'm assuming they probably think he has other things to do. And he really has done. I mean, again, his financial practices are separate from his perspective on law enforcement. He's done a lot for Burke County. He's reduced crime tremendously. His efforts, like what he's doing with his deputies and the community and the trust in the community is valuable. Um, But he's paid for that. He's paid dearly for that, like, or he's paid fairly for that from the state. That doesn't mean he gets to use any of this for his personal use just because he's doing a great job. What also becomes income. Sure. You know, that's, and that's exactly that's exactly right. So when he's using it for personal travel, and look, we all, when traveling for business, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll fit in a long weekend. If, if we're going, so if, if, I, if I've got to be in Savannah for something, Mm-hmm. Uh, for a meeting or whatever, uh, I I was not above uh, booking myself to to stay instead of flying back Friday, fly back Sunday, and have a, have a day to hang out in Savannah. Uh, but I, there was a there was always a separation of this this is what is legitimate and I'm expensing to the company, and you know the the hotel nights of Friday and Saturday Saturday night, which were not work, pay for out of, out of my own pocket. If well, if you know he's he he can get popped on 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 tax charges. Sure, I mean that's what they got the city councilman in Statesboro or a former city councilman on Will Britt that we've talked about that's going to be sentenced soon was tax evasion. I mean that's like the go to charge. What I mean they came up with that for the mob for this exact reason, you know? Yeah, that's how they got got Capone. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Well. didn't get. I don't think they got him on a single murder. No, it was all tax stuff, and then we of course have mail fraud, which is the other go-to that we see charged by the feds a lot. But aside from all that, you know, to me, it's just it's it's brazen and it's disrespectful. And you know, when he's in an argument with the county commissioners, and I I don't doubt that it's for the right reasons, like. You know, the county has been stingy with their funds for them. And and we've talked about, like, public safety is not something you make money on. I mean, whether it's police, fire, EMS, it, it's not a money-making service that the government provides. I don't want a private police force, so I'm willing to accept that, um, you know, public funds are going to go be expended for this. But the county has been less than forthcoming um, with allocating things that they need. And so he's suing them because in Georgia, a constitutional officer, you know, like we've seen this time and time again with sheriffs, they, they have the right to sue for funding to, if they're, for their constitutionally ordered duties, which is to maintain the peace and preserve the jail and secure the, the courthouses. Those are the three constitutionally required things that a sheriff is required to do, but are constitutionally ordered things. But in the midst of all this, if you aren't like you should be keeping impeccable, absolutely impeccable records during this time so that when you go to court or when the media comes to you and says, 
you know, how have you been maintaining everything since you took it all and decided to do it on your own? You can, you have like too much paperwork. Like you've got your invoice with the receipt, with the copy of the check, with a printout of the whatever. I mean, like just signed by two people, just thorough as can be. And that's not what's happening here. And it doesn't matter if, to me, it doesn't matter if every single one of them was legit. I don't know how they could be, but it doesn't matter how they could at this point because you have eight months and 150 transactions worth of stuff totaling $40,000 for which you have no record. And that shows I, a total disregard for the people and, and, and your donors. Well, and it sounds to me like it's it's on purpose. You know, you, I, I'm... You can't you can't prove I did anything wrong if I don't if I don't keep records. And if you had a a, a Delta receipt and you had 149 others and you had a Delta one that you couldn't find, sure, we'd all be like, uh-huh, sure. But like you in that sense, you'd be like, well, if we don't know, you can't prove it. Uh if you know, if, if some entity were to come in and look into this they're going to have a lot more authority than some person from the media to find out what was used. I mean, in Oak Park, they went in and got the receipts from Walmart. Law enforcement did. Yeah. So, you know, and that's just, in this case, that's only $2,700. Um, All the information's you- out there. It, it'll take somebody motivated enough to go and get it, and look. You, and with all subpoena the, power, but yeah, all the all the um, the good stuff he's done could be washed away with something. Like, you know, at 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 best, this makes him a very poor administrator. Like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a secretary that he can go uh, lay the receipts down. Uh, uh, every, everybody I know who travels travels for business, you know, unless you're a business owner, and even then, you keep your receipts. But you, you would if you if if I pick up a four hundred dollar dinner, you know who's it with? What you know what was exactly. the what was the purpose of it? Right. Because it's, I mean, it's it's totally. really hard for me to explain a a, a dinner at, at New York Prime with just you know Connie and me, and say it's a business expense. No, that's income. Totally, and you know. He, I guess he doesn't think it's a problem, and and I can't make it that someone someone asked me after the article came out, they they were like, you know, are you are you wanting like criminal charges? Are you wanting like what do you want to happen? And I'm like, you know, I think it it makes me irate when I see people be reckless with because you can say they're private donations, but as soon as they hit the the sheriff's office bank account, um. It's public funds. It's, pub- it's public funds, and not to mention he don't he deposited that money into the same bank account where he got a grant from the housing authority. So he has commingled funds to compromise all of it. So all of it is under um, scrutiny at this point. But well, Vogel didn't make a donation to him. Correct. Vogel made the donation to the sheriff's department. Is it you're underfunded? Office. Yeah, uh, you're underfunded. Uh, you go you, here. L- let us help because you you. You keep our employees safe. Correct. And, you know, it, it's 
gross to me. But at the end of the day, and I'm not just saying this, I, I would say this about anyone because a lot of times, even when I think they're total complete pieces of crap, public officials or elected officials or whomever, a lot of times it's really hard to get rid of them. So I would say this whether it was somebody that I despised or somebody that I liked prior to finding out what they've done. At the end of the day, I just want you to do what's right. So if from the day the article came out and you got busted, you just decided to go ahead and start keeping receipts, that would be sufficient for, I think, me and most reasonable people. You know, like, I'm not saying that his good outweighs him being held accountable. If some other agency is going to come hold him accountable, um, they're going to do that regardless of my opinion. Uh, I also know how difficult it is to get people to be held accountable, so I won't hold my breath. I mean, I've been doing this for almost seven years, and I've seen one arrest, and I had nothing to do with it. So, you know, I, I I'm not. I, I that's not that, that's not the goal. The goal what, is to fix it. What you want is irrelevant. Uh, well, but I'm but I'm talking but you about know, from you're, you're, you're after sure the fact. The, the, yeah, the people know what's going on in their local governments. You know, it's not that you you necessarily want him thro- thrown in prison or you're calling for a, a GBI investigation, but the, the taxpayers of Burke County need to know what's going on. And I don't care if it was a, if it was a private donation. I guarantee you it wasn't Vogel saying, you know, you're kicking him a couple bucks saying, hey, go, go wild. But again, we don't it – could, it could all be legitimate. I don't know why he's paying for parking in Miami. Uh, Unless he's taken off to Belize the same day, right? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know how that would be a, a legitimate charge. But if there were some, if in fact, it's, it should all be searchable. And it's, it sounds like not keeping receipts was was a willful thing. Indeed, I, I I guarantee you, all that information is out there. It, it it would take the GBR FBI to go and do it. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over at thegeorgiavirtue.com. So, former congressional candidate files lawsuit against runoff contender Hunt, Fox News, and Brian Kilmeade, looks like. It's a real doozy of an article. Her story, I guess. Yeah, so I, the the underlying basis or underlying idea is that Fox News was putting uh, putting one of the of, of the folks in the in the primary on TV a bunch and and not the other uh, uh, other people running. Right. So the argument is that, or the claim is that, there's been an effort to metal and undermine with these quote infomercials that's how they're referring to them huh well it would it it would be a landmark lawsuit if if uh if it were one it would be it would be big because you know we see candidates on tv all the time uh, when Larry Elder was was running in the uh, the California gubernatorial race, I think is what he was running on. Larry Elder was on Fox News all the time. Hell, he was a spokesman for some some 
joint medicine or, or supplement or something like that. Uh, and his face was on Fox News all the time. Well, you know Same. what's so nuts to me, though, is that there are a ton of people who aligned with Mr. Johnson's position, which um, was the Linwood, Candace Taylor corner of things after 2020. And um, they abandoned Fox News and went to OAN. So my thing is, is if the people you're trying to reach aren't there, why do you care? And right. Fox News is national. Like, I don't know. I mean, the number of people who, I would love to know the numbers about the, num- the number of people in the, and we won't ever find them out because it's not going to get this far because this, ki- this type of case, I mean, I they're saying that it was $3 million worth of appearances and therefore Johnson is entitled to $3 million less his one appearance. Um, I guess they're doing that by airtime and what it costs. I, I don't... But... Uh, yeah. They're calling it racketeering. Yeah. I know someone uh, else who recklessly uses that word. Yeah, defrauding the rule of law in Georgia, undermining the integrity of Georgia's elections. Acting in clear defiance of federal election laws and campaign finance laws and bypassing and hoodwinking the voters of the 2nd Congressional District of Georgia, all to enrich Defendant Hunt. To me, I think, I mean, again, I'd want to know how many people in the 2nd District, which is represented by Sanford Bishop right now, by the way, a Democrat, and Republicans have run and run and run, and they're, that district is drawn Democrat that's gerrymandered blue. It is so blue. It is one of the poorest congressional districts in the country. It was the poorest congressional congressional district in the country for, I don't know, like several years, a couple years ago. I don't, everything's kind of gone to hell in a handbasket. So I'm sure we're, we've all declined, but um, it's a blue district. So, I mean, you're not going to win anyway. Probably not. Absolutely and, not. And the and the voters who are going to be voting in the general election aren't sitting around watching Fox News. No. Or OAN. He also ran in the jungle primary. I believe he ran. Um, well, I'm I'm certain he ran as a Republican, but you know, when there were 22 candidates, including Candace Taylor and Kelly Leffler and all that jazz. Um, so. Of course, his two-time loss caused Hunt to just slap him pretty hard in his response, calling him a twice-failed candidate, desperately seeking his last five minutes of fame. Um, And they're saying that Hunt's opponent in the runoff, Chris West, put him up to it, put Johnson up to it, and, you know... (laughs) <laughs> this lawsuit will be dismissed as quickly as Wayne Johnson was dismissed by the voters of the second district. Um, it's Ooh. telling that Chris West refuses to denounce dirty tricks like these often played by the radical left against true conservative candidates, which I hate that crap, like the real conservative, conservative, the trusted conservative. Like we all know that when you get to Congress, most of them are 
the once was conservative, so please spare us all. But um, yeah, the dismissed as quickly as the voters by the second district, like that's it's a zinger. Yeah, it's good. He's not helping anybody. The the sore loser stuff does not help anyone. Endorse if, if you if you really want to get Democrats, if you really think the Republicans have a chance in the in the district, you uh, uh, you endorse the winner. Say best of luck. Uh, it the the goals for America, the goals for the district are are beyond any one person, and we need to, we need to. You get Republicans back back in, in control of Congress. Something, something to that effect. And that's, you know, off the top of my head. And I'm sure the these learned, experienced politicians could do could make something smoother than I just spit out. Um it's just you 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 concede, you endorse, you move on with your life. Well, and it's not like he lost by like a thousand votes or something. I mean, there were five or six candidates. He got 18%. The two top vote getters got thirty seven percent and thirty percent respectively, and he was seven thousand fifty eight to be exact votes behind the lowest vote getter in front of him, Chris West. So I mean, it's not like so he's saying that Fox News cost him seven thousand. What did I say? Fifty eight votes. I mean that that's a little really. Yeah, but even if this were to go through, how often has Kemp been on Fox News and Fox Business? Uh, Vernon Jones. Uh, we, we see, we see, we see this all the time. There's a uh, Senate candidate from I think North Carolina that frequents one of the uh, I think the Gutfeld show. Uh, we 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 see we see this all the time that you, we, we they have people who are running for office that have something to say. Will get will will go on TV as a pundit. Well, and they're also a lot of times ranked by how they're polling. So if he wasn't polling near the top, I mean, does that sound is that is that the right way to do things? You know, from a small, um, independent, limited resource media outlet, I would say no. I don't think that's the right way. But they have enough money and enough resources to do whatever the heck they want, and they're going to do what the ratings suggest. And so it starts with how people are polling. It's not like when everyone qualifies, Fox is just like, oh, man, let's pick this guy. I mean, well, you're right. It's, it is 100% ratings driven. Uh, there's, a, there's a broadcaster by the name, name of uh, Stephen A. Smith. And he's a, he's a writer also. He covers sports. But he always has these polarizing opinions. And ESPN loves him because it gets people engaged, whether they love him or love his opinion or hate his opinion. You know, it'll it'll get it'll get the Twitterverse and the, the Facebook feeds flying with with what Stephen A. Smith said because that that is good for their ratings. Same thing goes at a news agencies. You know, they it's why they run so many opinion shows. Is because it drives ratings. Love them or hate them. Yeah, I just I. But they're really, yeah, they're they're really they're, they're no obligation to give equal time. No, he referenced some um, equal time act, um, and that it's a violation of America's campaign finance laws. I, you would really struggle, first of all, to prove that. 
Second of all, you have to, I mean, what about the other people below you? Weren't they, uh, like, arguably the people, you came in third, arguably the people below you were harmed even more. Right. If that's your, I don't know, it's so stupid. I don't know. So we have Herschel Walker, love child, never meant to be. Uh, I guess we now have two. He's, he's got more kids popping out than, uh, no. than Kevin Costner. He has four kids. Kevin Costner had it in uh, uh, in Field of Dreams. Just keep coming out of the out of the woodwork. Uh huh. Uh huh. He has four now, but only one of them we knew of when the campaign started. One came out last Tuesday or something, and then they came. They announced, or he revealed two more. His argument is that why do I need to talk about my kids? Like I'm running for office. Why would I subject them to that? I kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I don't know what it has to do with him running for office. However, um, I mean, when you run for office these days, like, it's kind of like a given that that's just what, I'm not saying it's okay, but like, it's, look what they did to Donald Trump's kids, like, and they're adults. Well, and, well, not- depending, on, depending, depending on their ages, but look, it doesn't shock me that he's got, that he's got multiple kids. Uh, Herschel's a good-looking guy, very famous, uh, fairly well-off, uh, and professional athletes. Honestly, they travel, and women will target them because they they know that's an eighteen-year meal ticket. I don't. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to respond to that. Oh, it's 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 a thing. It's, it's so I much know, so that, but I mean, it's, it's so much so that that in rookie camps, a lot of times. Uh, they will have people coming and talk to the the kids coming out of college, go, going into to pro sports. They understand these women know who you are, and and that's that's just a fact. Uh, you know, I speaking of Fox News, a guy, a guy uh, Tyrus Murdoch, who's who's a professional wrestler. He's got several ki- kids kids around, and, he, and now he's married and, and has. A little girl with his wife now, but had he had several kids before. A, a famous person who made his who made his living traveling, and doesn't make it right, and doesn't certainly doesn't you know disqualify him for running for office. I also believe all this research was out there, and Wardock was sitting on it, waiting uh, because because Herschel was where Herschel was polling uh, for the primary. Well, of course. I mean, this is. For sure. I mean, this is not a secret. Like, And it's not like it would be that hard to find out he had more kids. Like, those kids have said over the years to somebody, my dad is Herschel Walker. They're adults now. Yeah. I and just... They're, they're in, a, uh, in high school. And who is that Smith kid that, that runs like Herschel Walker? Oh, that's Herschel Walker's kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... It's, 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 this is one of the things that keeps good people out of politics. I'm not, you know, judging Herschel Walker one way or the other on it, but there are a lot of things that that people just don't want out there. Uh, well, it's it, not relevant. I mean, it's not relevant. Needs- it's not. It's not policy based. And look, I said, I said before, Warnock is, is running some 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 good product out there. He is running some some good ads, and he took the gloves off. Warnock is a is a is a practiced politician at this point. Well, 
and Warnock, they're essentially tied right now. Like the polls have them both at 46% with 3% or I'm sorry, 6% undecided. Um, you know, so the only, you're not going to win people over by making them feel good. You're going to win people over by tearing other people down because you need someone to say, gosh, I could never vote for him because of X. Right. And that's the problem is I I view voting as hiring somebody for a job. I don't, I don't care how many ex-wives you have. I don't care how many kids you have. Can you do the job? You know, what are your policies? Uh, the problem I have with Herschel Walker is I don't know that he knows where he stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Herschel loses this with the with President Trump's uh, uh, endorsement, I think that that's going to be the the final nail in the coffin for him politically. Trump. Yeah. It's interesting that his influence is not as wide as he thinks. Yeah. So uh, you you said they're essentially tied. Uh, Kemp is leading Abrams. Mostly yeah. the point they made a few minutes ago. Yeah, it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not like I think he's right over fifty percent. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be. It was so close before that race is a hundred percent going to come down to turnout. Yes, and I, and I think uh, uh, the Republicans are playing with their hair on fire right now. There's a. Uh, and, and we see this with midterms that uh, the party not in uh, in control tends to tends to take the midterms. Mm-hmm. But so, a gubernatorial race is just so much different than that. I mean, it is, but it's but it's yeah. Who's who's getting into the polls into the polls? You know. Is it the are people running in to vote vote for Senate? Maybe um, people are certainly voting for for Congress because they they see what's they you know most people want most people tend to vote for a divided government. Does it go up and down the ticket? I don't know. I, I you know your favorite term swing voter. Mm-hmm. Those people will will vote R D R D R D depend just you know based on the person they like. And if, you know, some of the stuff that, that Warnock's putting out is not the greatest media in the world, but it really depends on what you're watching. If I'm watching sports, I see a lot more liberal commercials out of, out of Warnock. If I'm watching uh, a business channel, I see the, the more conservative messages about, about uh, constituent services. So I certainly don't want to see Abrams uh, in office, but I... I think I think it's interesting with the same polling showing you know Warnock and Walker tied and uh, Kemp with a slight edge. So we and, and he might just be coasting. I mean, he's coast. He could be coasting on his popularity from the primary. I mean, polling is so it fluctuates so much. But yeah, it's it's hard to believe because mm-hmm. most people don't respond to polls. Have you ever been polled? Well, that's a forward question. Uh, I've hung up on a few. I've never been polled, but I don't uh, answer the phone, so. 
No kidding. Uh, anybody who's ever tried to get a hold of Jessica, I mean, just don't. <laughs> just don't. She, she doesn't want to talk to you. I don't answer the phone. My response time for text messages is like four to six business days. Facebook yeah. messenger is a black hole. It can be. Oh, man. <laughs> so this as is, this... Go ahead. Go ahead. As, as we drop, we're, we're coming up on runoffs. We've got Jake Evans and Rich McCormick. In the 6th. That's the 6th district. Which is the district that they shimmied Lucy Macbeth out of. Um, Which is interesting because she's now in the 7th, so... Which, I, there, I mean, there'll still be a 6th district um, Democrat, but it's just... And Jake Evans, you know, he is Randy Evans' son. And Randy Evans was the ambassador to Luxembourg or something like that. I don't know. The only thing I know about Randy Evans is that in 2013 and 14, he posted... He would travel a lot, and all he did was post pictures of his feet on social media... Um, in the bathtub and in, in his hotel robe and various things. He's like a 60, 70-year-old man. So really, unfortunately, I have transferred that to Jake Evans, and I just can't support. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, it's just so, it was awful. But Jake Evans is the Trump pick. Rich McCormick ran last year. Rich McCormick is who we have to thank for kicking Renee Unterman out of office because Renee, or I say last year, last cycle, um, he kicked her out of the running in, and he was the Republican nominee against Carolyn Bordeaux in the seventh, in the different seventh in 2020. So, in my and opinion, I know, he's a I know champion. you were sad to see uh, Unterman go. Oh, yeah. I cried tears of joy all night. Could barely sleep. I was partying so hard that, that her tenure was over. Her reign of terror ended. Uh, Kemp has happen. endorsed Mike Collins against Vernon Jones. Not a surprise. I don't. I, mean, I don't like it. I well, he does live in that district. That's fine, but everybody needs to run their own race. I agree, but it's and not surprising he, because Vernon tore him down. I mean, that's just. Yeah, know, I mean, I, just, I, I don't know what Vernon Jones has going for him. Other than, uh, uh, and I don't, I, I don't know why Trump even decided to get involved in it. I know Trump was responsible for getting him out of the mm-hmm. uh, gubernatorial or Senate race. I can't remember which one it was. Was it the Senate? No, gubernatorial. It was gubernatorial. Remember, yeah. Purdue went in and yeah, Purdue came in and got got the got the president's endorsement, which didn't help. I, I mean, I don't hate it, uh, Kemp getting getting in, uh, but I just from a from a strategic standpoint. I think when if you're in a if if you're in a race that's just not not a contest, there's no there's no real danger. You know, our sheriff out here, Gary, Gary Gulledge, is is well loved, mm-hmm. so he can endorse anybody he wants. He, he, you know, when he's running for office, because it's not, it it won't hurt him. But when you're in a, a tight race, you need the Republicans who are voting for Vernon Jones also. Well, but I have to think, and I agree with you, but I have to think that. Since it's Kemp's home district, you know, that area of his the state, too, that it has to be so heavily Kemp country that maybe he doesn't think it matters. Maybe he did so well in the primary because he didn't endorse until after the primary. Well, um, this is true. 
even though he did endorse people like John King and, you know, Chris Carr and Tyler Harper, I think maybe, I don't know, but some other, but, you know, he did make those proclamations before. So maybe they looked at it and were like, okay, we're good. I don't know. I'm not, I agree with you. I don't like, I don't like when they meddle. But I'm not so. Of all the endorsements, it's the one that makes the most sense to me, simply because it's his home district. Vernon Jones was against him, and I'm pretty sure that Kemp knows Matt Collins, who was a former congressman and is Mike Collins's dad. But Matt Collins, uh, Clayton County, owned a trucking company, right? That is him. Yep, that is yep. the Collins. He now runs it. Mike Collins does. Uh, Mac was my congressman when I was in high school. Just shows you how much they've gerrymandered the districts over the years, right? So, uh, Democratic primary runoff for Secretary of State B. Win and D. Dawkins Hire Hagler yeah, Hagler. I, I always say her name wrong, but this one, I, I mean, I think it's one of the most contentious. Well, I think it's the only. There's contested races on the Democratic ticket, but this one is just getting a lot of attention because Win is a current state rep. Dawkins Hagler is a former state rep. Wynn is a is the daughter of um, immigrants. Dawkins Hagler is a black woman, and she is claiming that Wynn was endorsed by Abrams, and the Democrats are supporting her because she's not black, and they want diversity on the tickets, and so that basically she's being like exiled from her own party right now because they want a diverse ticket. Uh, I mean that 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 one's hard that that, that sheet of music's hard to play. Yeah, I mean I Stacey Abrams endorsed Win and that I think is what is driving this, but um and Wynn got 44% of the vote in the primary. She did really well for somebody. I mean, she's fairly unknown in the sense that she's new to the political realm. I mean, she's been an activist, but on a statewide race, like, that's a pretty good showing for being, I think she's been elected for four years, maybe, um, at the most. Or she's in, you know, she just is wrapping up her fourth year. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, an, it's an interesting card to pull. It is. This is another one where if I if I were Abrams' advisor, I'd I'd told her stay out of it. Oh, but Stacey Abrams. I mean, heck, Fair Fight and all those organizations have been picking winners and losers for. That's a true. Long time. Get to get that old pack going and and start stuffing it full of cash. All right, Jessica, as we wind down, what do you have for closing thoughts? Uh, Well, just the Bibb County Sheriff's deputy, who's the mule of the week, um, he was fired because he left a pregnant 14-year-old in an interrogation room overnight. And the worst part about it is that um, she wasn't even, like, a suspect or anything. Like, they just brought her in – 
as a possible witness to a homicide in Macon. And they brought her in around 10 a.m., put her in this room, asked her to sit there. And I guess he had been asked a couple times throughout the day, like, you know, what's going on with the woman in this or the girl in this room? And he said he was not concerned with interviewing her. He never asked her name or personal information. Um, she gave him her, she, the, the girl gave him her mom's phone number. And he said that he called multiple times, but no one answered. Um, and he, he tried to contact the grandmother and mother, I guess. And anyway, <laughs> she was there until 7 a.m. the following day. And she the only reason that she got out is she threw a chair at the door and broke it to get out. So she he he was fired and um he's appealing it because apparently he doesn't think that's grounds for termination. I'm not sure if it is or not, but it's certainly grounds for discipline because I mean you've basically like kidnapped a child. You you kind of have an obligation to let an adult know that you've taken I, I mean, I don't know how she got there in the first place. I don't know if he brought her there or if but regardless, like Well, she's fourteen, she didn't drive. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, but she was witness to a crime. Obviously, he can't talk to her without without a representative or a parent. She can't wa- She can't. She can't waive her rights. But she's also not a, a was not a suspect. Apparently, she was a witness. Well, and if she, you know, well, exactly. But if she, I don't know. You just. If she was an adult, you have some sort of obligation to at least be, like, respectful of her time and not leave her sitting in there just because you have no intentions of interviewing her. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, I think the, the firing's probably going to stand up on that. I think I think a lot of guys appeal. It's just automatically appeal. Of a I mean, formality, yeah. Well, because yeah. It, I think it also helps with his post-certification, which, I mean, should he be barred from being a police officer? I don't know. If, I think that's a little strong. He probably shouldn't be one, but I mean, should we? T- I I don't know if like leaving someone in an interrogation room. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could get on board with that. But he's definitely a donkey of a week. That's for sure. Nice. Well, as the show drops, we are observing Juneteenth uh, on the federal level and on the state level. It's a state holiday. And now. state, yeah. I don't care about the holiday one way or the other. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a cool story. I just think the name's stupid. Couldn't go with Emancipation Day. Some, something like that instead of Juneteenth, a it word that doesn't really exist. I guess it does now because I, uh, it's on the outline. It's not underlined in red. But two years ago, it, it wasn't a word. And look, I've heard about this, the the celebration of Juneteenth for 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 a few years now. That there were towns. Cobb uh, has been South. celebrating it for years. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with the with, certainly with the studying history because I'm because I'm a history nerd. I just mm-hmm. think the name's stupid. Yeah, uh, you know, could have could have called it anything that was you know actual word. So, big thank you to Eric Cumby, our editor, Jessica Slodgy, my partner for Endeavor. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.
catch me hollering at the moon